go after being purposeful is I, I always think of what this life is about. You know, what, what is this really about? After my entire life, what will I look back on to say, you know, I have lived a life that was filled with purpose. And just thinking that way every day, I get up going after what is meaningful instead of what tries to enrich me physically, you know, what tries to get money in the bank. But I'm trying to always look at the long term. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow, no code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from an ethical hacker to European Ivy League business graduate with a master's of science and entrepreneurship, to a hypnotherapist, to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time one percent a day the no code wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity perspective and persistence to go on this journey with me and get the answers about money marketing and mindsets so that makers become earners earners become founders and founders get freedom and create wealth and thank you all so much for the support this podcast now is ranking nicely on apple in the entrepreneurship category top 200 in san francisco top 100 in australia top 60 in germany top 50 in the united kingdom top 50 in spain top 50 in the netherlands top 30 in sweden and top 25 in italy and i reached a total of 150 episodes on both my podcasts with 120 interview episodes published in 50 days. So please keep supporting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing. And if you're interested in my mentoring services to help with your business goals, especially when it comes to marketing, networking, as well as podcasting, finding your podcast uniqueness, reaching out to great guests, getting ranked on Apple, conducting interesting interviews, podcast promotion, and much more, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com, M-E-N-T-O-R at storybonding.com, or message me on Twitter, no code wealth, and let's begin a conversation. My guest today is Stephen Campbell from the University of West Indies, St. Augustine campus, to being a coordinator at the Rapport Charity Foundation, from being the founder and co-owner at Campbell's Investment LLC, a domain name-driven web development business 
focused on creating value-added web solutions for clients to be in the founder at nocodemakers.com, a forum to learn, discuss, and partner with nocodemakers, nocodemakers.com. Stephen is a chemical and process engineer by profession, no code maker by practice since September 2020 officially. And when he feels really passionate about an idea, he feels himself out by searching through domain names and seeing if he feels strongly enough about it to register a domain. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing great, Aziz. Thanks for having me. What an introduction. That was marvelous. Thank you so, so, so much. And to begin this in the right way, I would like to ask you a question that is a bit unusual, but always interesting. These days, lately, what have been on your mind that you have been thinking about and contemplating that seems important for you? Ah, very interesting question. Wow, I didn't expect that. I would say I'm thinking of the future a lot. I would say I'm thinking 10 years, 15 years down the line. What would I be doing? You know, a lot of the mornings I get up and I get up very early um, in the mornings as of late. I do a lot of introspection and meditation and I'm thinking about my life what I am called to do and what I will be doing for the rest of my life. That is a lot of what has been in my thoughts. Not even necessarily no code. I love that space and I love what I am doing right now, but I am thinking about the higher purpose. What is it that I was created to do? I love that answer. So you wake up very early, you meditate, reflect on the future and what you were called to do and put on this earth to do, correct? Correct. And then let's explore this. And you mentioned no code, but the interesting thing is the audience is no code, but anything that will add value, that's what we will focus on. And now I have a thing that I would like to ask. Was there a moment or a period in your life where you realized the value and importance of doing what you're called to do, and maybe you felt you were on the wrong path when it comes to your future, and maybe if I may call it destiny, and that fired in you the importance of finding your calling in life? Yes, yes. There was that moment, I would say, it was about uh, three years ago, maybe, sometime in 2018, where I I was doing well in my job, I would say that, and I was getting very comfortable there, and I was, you know, looking to acquire some assets and, you know, progress in life. I was married only one year, and I just started on a journey that... I, I, I can't explain it, but I really wanted to get wisdom and understanding because the country in which I live, I live in Jamaica, it's a country that is very hard. And even being in the height of my career, 
it dawned on me that it would be very difficult to navigate for the next couple of years to achieve the goals that I wanted to. So I was in search of wisdom, understanding how would I deal in this country? How would I be a champion? How would I, you know, go about my life in this country? And I started to read the Bible. I'm a Christian and it led me to uh, some parts of the Bible in Ecclesiastes and in Job and in the Proverbs. And there I started to see an aspect of life that I did not know. So I wanted to get more wisdom and I started to pray for wisdom. And in that process, I realized that the path that I was on wasn't necessarily the path that would make the greatest use of my time and all of the skills and talents that I had. So that, that, that was where I realized maybe I'm on the wrong path and I should find a new path. And that's where the journey began. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, you were married in 2017. And then in 2018, you were doing well in your job. You wanted to acquire assets. But because yes. you live in Jamaica, which is a difficult country, you yes. wanted wisdom and understanding in order yes. to navigate it. Because otherwise, it's very difficult and hard to do in Jamaica. And yes. through your exploration and search for wisdom, you came to the Bible. And there are specific parts that spoke to you and let you understand that there is an opportunity cost, as Warren Buffett would call it, and that yes. the path you are in now isn't the best use of your talents and of your abilities, and that there is a higher path. And this path we might call your calling. Is this yes. correct? That is correct. You captured it well. Thank you. And to dive a bit deeper into this, since you said the Bible and that wisdom that was there was a part of life that you didn't know too much about. Well, what kind of a few nuggets or ideas of wisdom that you found there that really spoke to you and touched you at a deep level that maybe when you share now, a listener might get curious or even be touched in the same way? Okay, so the first thing I realized was that wisdom is freely given to everybody that asks. But there is one condition in that you have to be firm in your belief and firm in your faith. I, I don't remember the scripture, but it's also in the Bible where if any man asks, if any man would require wisdom, it's freely given, you know, un unless... You know, if you don't waver in faith. And I was after that and I believed that I would acquire this wisdom. And in searching out, I found that going after things and going after a particular outcome in life, like, for example, acquiring a certain job status or a job title, acquiring a certain salary grade by spending time, in a company, acquiring certain achievements like projects and so on, reaching to those levels is really nothing compared to 
a life that is meaningful in that you are doing something purpose-driven. So instead of being task-driven and time-driven, like you use up your time to complete tasks, I found that being purpose-driven and prioritizing different things that came to me would lead to a position of great wealth. I also found that wealth is not only defined by money. It's, it's also about having time to you know, think. When I was in my job, I had no time to even think. I would come home and I just couldn't think because work was always on my mind and I would be trying to balance my life. I had so many things going on. Having the time to think was so wonderful to me, you know. Also, outside of time, having the time to think was having time for family, you know, having time to visit my grandparents, having time to think about my parents, you know, and not only my, my immediate circumstances or what was immediately in front of me. So those things, those nuggets is what I extracted from you know, my reading, and I started to write things down as to what what the future would look like if I was pur- purpose-driven. You know, how would I be impacting people? How would it look like, you know, or what would it look like if I was walking in that particular purpose? Thank you. And actually, the definition of no-code wealth is exactly what you're speaking about, because some people contact me and they're like, you're not speaking about investment and wealth and things like that. Oh, but wow. wealth is not only, you know, about that. It's actually what you said. So, okay, if I understood you correctly, you were reading in the Bible that when someone is firm and unwavering in their faith, they will be given wisdom freely. And therefore, one of the things you realize is when you were chasing or anyone is chasing status achievements or salary and money only you might get those but that is not the highest wealth possible that there is higher wealth which is the ability to have time to think time to spend for with your family and the ability to be purpose-driven because when you are purpose-driven you can impact people as well as feel that your life is meaningful. Is this a correct understanding? That's correct. It's, it's actually James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, if any, man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Right? So, yes, you, you actually captured that correctly. Thank you. And that's very beautiful. And because in linguistics, there are concepts that will be called as umbrella concepts that can mean different things to different people. Can you explain what is your own definition of wisdom? And if you were to define three characteristics of someone who has received wisdom, what would this be? Uh, Wow. Wisdom is the application of knowledge i would say because on this journey i one of the first things that started to happen was i started to go after knowledge so 
I wanted to understand what happened in World War II. You know, I became obsessed with World War II. What really happened? You know, what happened with World War I? What, what happened in the Gulf War? I became obsessed with these things. I, I wanted to know wh what is the history of the world? Where are we coming from? You know, what happened um, in the Old Testament of the Bible? I started to become obsessed with these things. But the thing was, how is this significant today? You know, what has history taught us? You know, and I reached after some philosophers as well, and I was reading their work, and I started to look into these things. So, you know, getting that knowledge was good. It's fine. But applying that knowledge in today's world would, you know, bring us to a level where we can say, you know, I'm making this decision because I know this and this is an informed decision. And I would say that someone has gotten wisdom when they have applied the principles of what they have learned. And that comes from knowing things. If someone has wisdom, I would say they have a few characteristics. They are not moved a lot by physical things so for example a nice house or a nice car or a particular future an outcome they're not moved by a particular outcome because that that there's a specific principle that gives you that result so they're not necessarily chasing all the time right they're not chasing and also a person that has wisdom can find the meaningful things out of life that is not linked to the masses. So the crowd will be going after a particular thing. Let's, let's even say for the no-code movement, you know, a person that is wise approaching the no-code movement, yes, it is a trend, but what is the overarching principle behind no-code? instead of chasing the, the trend or chasing what is happening or chasing what everybody is doing, the wise person is able to find the overarching principle and apply that principle. Also, I'll, I'll try to find a third point. Uh, I would say a wise person knows the meaning of what they are doing. They are not aimlessly going after, um, you know, various things but they have meaning for example if i am creating an application and it's coming from a place of creativity am i just going after the income you know am i just going after the public applause you know how how much traffic it will get you know but is it coming from a place of deep within where i am helping a larger purpose. I am contributing to a larger cause. That I would say is wisdom, the characteristics in a person that has wisdom. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, wisdom is the application of knowledge and knowledge is potential wisdom. And that you had periods in your life where you were obsessed learning about what happened and the Second World War, and the First World War, and the Gulf War, and in the Old Testament, 
And then you thought a bit deeper and you found that when you find the overarching principles that govern the what the meaningful impact, then when you focus on those, you don't need to chase an outcome or chase the vanity that the masses will applaud, whether it's traffic or even more money, but no time and it's like a golden cage. And in reality, the person wisdom means to understand why you are doing what you're doing and how it links to a bigger purpose. And therefore, you have meaning and you have that peace of mind of knowing you're on the right path because you're not chasing like a chicken with its head cut, going in all directions, not knowing what is happening. But you have that groundedness that comes from being process-oriented. But is this a correct understanding? Could we say it in other words, that wisdom is to understand the process and to focus on the process without looking at the outcome too much? Yes, you have a direction, but you have faith and trust that if you do the right process, and you keep time to think and time for faith and time for family, that you will get a great outcome that is meaningful because you're moving in the direction of impact, meaning, and wisdom, rather than trying to run too fast and chasing the outcome and leaving no time for the wealth of time and family and faith and connection. Is this a correct understanding? And what comments could you add more about this? Wonderful, Aziz. Wonderful. That is wonderful. I would add another comment. A part of a part of this process, as you mentioned, wisdom is understanding the process, is a, a level of internal order that you have in your life that contributes to the external activity. So everything you are doing externally is being driven by a state of orderliness internally. And that is something that I have been reading and coming to understand. I'm reading a book called Ordering Your Private World by Gordon MacDonald. And it's, it, it just speaks to a state of getting under control your internal affairs that they will govern your external activity thank you so when you have inner order in many ways it could be sad like another book which i like but the blog about it is much better than the book by jd mayer which is getting results the agile way and in it he speaks that actually there is a different a difference in productivity between different hours that you might have in the week. And the mm. more you have order in your life, the more you'll have what he calls power hours. And when you have one of those hours, it's like one hour is more productive than two days or one full day of work from someone else. And because you will be focused, you will be, like you said, purpose-driven, and you yes. will have inspiration. And then I have to ask you, since you said yes, there is this thing that even Kobe Bryant, RIP, used to say, talk about, and even Carl Jung, etc., that mm -hmm. when you are on your purpose, it feels like you're a tool to a, a higher power that is working through you, and everything you touch seems to work better 
the ideas flow in a wondrous way and it seems like your power is multiplied because you're plugged to something a lot stronger while if you're not plugged to that and you're running chasing being aimless although your aim is riches uh, etc but it's still mm-hmm. aimless because it doesn't have substance you mm-hmm. might work a lot but it's weak and shallow do you have did you have such an experience or did, can you comment on this ability or feeling or productive superpower that comes from being connected and plugged into a higher power and is this something you you try to receive by di- directing yourself more and more towards your faith okay so i will start by saying that i'm a very hard worker and i often say that there's nobody that can beat me at hard work you know i'm coming from a place where in university if you know on my final project when i had the task to do that i i spent so much time working hard at that that i couldn't tell when it was morning or night i would just work around the clock and you know i would i would go outside to look and i would say i'm wondering if it's night or it's morning because the only breaks that i would take is just you know to eat and to have a little nap but i have known how to work hard for as long as i can remember myself and when i transitioned from my job coming into this space i would work up to 16 18 hours for the day you know just trying to learn what it is like to to do a business online and in all of that time that was consumed it didn't start to turn over until i took a step back taking that step back to say that it's not what i'm doing per se that is going to bring about a result but how i am seeing my entire scenario or situation and what i am going after that will help me so on the point that you know going after something is not necessarily going to give you a purpose filled result i have been there and i have found that when i have uh you know left things up to the the purpose filled outcome and i would call that whatever god has for me i have submitted myself to that right i i have given myself over to his will and what he has destined for me so when i work now i still do work hard that's something that i don't believe anybody can escape i still do work very hard but it's not that i'm thinking that this hard work will almost always result in this particular outcome i work hard and i am motivated to work hard because i know that there is something welling up inside of me to do this work when i get up i feel energized to go and do this work and before i didn't really have that feeling like before when i was on that first path where i just had to do this in order to live i didn't have that motivation so for example i had to to get to work by 8 and i'm and i'm not saying that a job is not the path because i believe that in the future i might work a job again and it might be soon i i'm not closing that out but i'm saying when i was on a path that wasn't i think i wasn't aligned with it would be so hard for me to get up 
in the mornings, I'm just doing eight hours of work, you know, and now I would say I'm doing, you know, 12 hours of work and it's hard to stay asleep in the morning. I'm, I'm literally trying to stay asleep for much longer to not get up and I'm just getting up and I spend about two hours, two to three hours in the morning, just getting my day started. And it is such a difference in doing, you know, driven work where the driving force is a particular outcome as against doing purpose-filled called work. Thank you for that wonderful thing. And if I understood correctly, this is what I'm hearing. It's what in some business science uh, and management they will call. And I love how you're defining it the difference between intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation, where if someone is driven by an extrinsic motivation, in this case, like you said, an outcome, they are not, it's not well enough inside them and coming from inside them. So they might be or behave in a less productive or lazy way, but it's only because they're not on their calling. But when they trust, in their calling and submit to the plan that God has for them. Therefore, something inside them will fire up and there will be a level of passion where they can work a lot and be even more productive. You said that nobody can escape hard work, but mm -hmm. the quality and the desire and the happiness and fulfillment is much different. And therefore, to have a purpose-driven life basically or a purpose-driven way of approaching everything it's to understand that your purpose is your most productive and best use of your talents of your abilities like you said and of your resources and finding this is the highest priority because yes you can work very hard at the wrong thing or as they say in the Bhava gita which is a hindu kind of a religious text that it's much much better to spend your life and fail on your own path that is your dharma or your destiny than mm -hmm. to succeed following the wrong path or the path that is not your purpose mm -hmm. so <laughs> that's what they say that actually you will suffer succeeding at a path that is not your purpose and you will be much more fulfilled failing at the path which is your purpose. Please comment on this, as well as speak about being purpose-driven more, which you said it, it means being following your calling. Well, do you know it, or do you have hints about it? Or if someone would like to discover it, what do you think is the right way for them to understand it? Is it to take time to reflect and meditate about it and think? Or is it to look for signs that will be telling them when they're going in the right direction or not or what will be the way anything that touched your heart i know i said many things just please share okay let me just say um finding your purpose i believe strongly is rooted in finding god right i am a christian and on my path i i look to the creator who created me to tell me what to do, right? I, I'm sure there are many persons listening 
who have different religious beliefs. I'm not trying to be dogmatic or anything. That's not how I operate. But God has a purpose for every human being on the planet. Every human being on the planet. Whether the person believes in him or they don't believe in him, he is the one that determines the purpose of individuals, right? Okay, if, if you are less religious, I still believe that the answer will come from God because there are certain principles in the world that have been established that if you follow them, you will reach to a certain destination, right? Whether, whether your belief system is misplaced or not. What I believe is that, yes, self-reflection, yes, meditation, yes, looking for certain indications because a part, of, a part of my approach is going through the door that is open. So if there is, for example, a job interview that I have, I will go to the interview. I am not going to put up any roadblocks to it. I would go to the interview and do my best. If I am successful and it is in line with the path that is inside of me um, that will bring about that purpose-filled life, then I will walk through that door. If I am not successful with that interview, it's just another closed door and I am redirected. Those are the things that I would look out for. But it's not necessarily signs, but it's an internal motivation and i think that internal motivation comes only from the creator that is my belief for persons who don't believe that there is still an indication internally whenever you are misaligned or you are doing something that you are not called to do there is an internal feeling of upset right no we have to balance this notion. You could be in a place where you're doing a task or a job or you're freelancing or you're a business owner and there is an upset feeling, but that upset feeling is more of you need to get this action done or you need to change how you are going about it, how you are thinking about where you are and just adjust yourself and get back in line. Not necessarily to, ch to change a path, right? But there is a feeling of misalignment. And I can give some practical uh, examples. Always being drained. Always being tired. Always being overly stressed out. There is something that is off there because it's either you are very disorganized or you are misaligned with your purpose, you know? So, yeah, I would say that. Thank you. So, if I understood correctly... The creator has a calling and a purpose for everyone, whether they have their faith is aligned with that or not. And the way to know about that, if I understood correctly, is two things. One is an internal feeling that if you're not on that path, you feel misaligned. And of course, there are normal frustrations of life but that is not the same feeling, is the feeling of either stress of a task not finishing on the right way or uh, fast enough or not yet seeing the results or something, a failure that you will learn from. 
But if there is a feeling of being drained, misaligned, wishing to spend more time in bed rather than waking up fired, then you're not. And there are doors who will open up, go through those doors and sense. Do they give you that right feeling of motivation and passion? If you feel that inner feeling, then you are going in the direction of your purpose and you're aligning to it. And if you're not getting that feeling and getting the opposite feeling, then you're misaligned to your purpose. And everyone on this earth, the creator has a purpose for them. And in many ways, the best use of their talent, ability, and effort is to find that purpose, that calling, and then to give and submit themselves to the will of the Lord through that path and that purpose and that calling, and that they will receive more impact, more wealth, more results, but not in terms of status or just vanity or just money, but both a deeper sense of fulfillment as well as the ability to connect with their faith deeper, to be more motivated and to connect with their families and with their purpose and therefore feel that they are truly on the right path which is priceless. Is this a correct understanding? That is correct, Aziz. That is correct. And I, I just want to say this. Uh, I personally have a biblical worldview where everything that I do and everything that I am is, is examined through the Bible. So I use the Bible as a mirror, you know, the words that are written in the Bible, I use it as a mirror. Even when feelings are there, what is written in the book for me is greater than even my feelings because I'm aware that some feelings can be deceptive, as I was trying to touch on uh, in the previous statement. Some feelings can be deceptive and they cannot be trusted. But in my personal uh, journey, I have a biblical worldview and what the Bible says about my life is what I accept and is what I walk in. Thank you. So the Bible is your mirror. And please speak more about that personal process of understanding about your life from the Bible. Is it literal that the words that are there, that's what you take? Or is it that words there will trigger ideas and images in your mind and therefore the understandings or insights that come that is what you take as the sign and the message or is it you read them and then sometime when you're running or thinking of something else something comes to your mind as an insight or is it you take it and you reflect on it and you study it purposefully until you extract a meaning. Okay, so the Bible can be seen as a history book. It can be seen as a fictional story. It can be seen as a work of poetry. It can be seen as uh, just a few men just writing um, what they have experienced. But what is, in, what is greater than 
just seeing the book in that way is that it's really a spiritual book and it's a manual for the life of every human being. So the words in the Bible are spirit and they are life. So when I read the Bible, there is a context and a history and a meaning for that time when it was written. So I have to understand the time that it was written and what for and who wrote it and why they wrote it. Um, there is also a spiritual meaning which can only be discerned by a, a person who has God inside of them, who has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior, and it can only be discerned in that way. And it can be only applied to your life through revelation, right? And I'm using some words that might not be familiar to a couple of your listeners, but it's the meaning that is in the book is is set it's it's one particular meaning there's no secret interpretation there's no interpretation for individuals but you can extract meaning from it for your personal life based on what the spirit reveals to you based on what god reveals to you so in my personal experience i extract meaning from it based on what has been revealed to me and how how i go about learning and studying the bible is with an approach where i'm not trying to put a meaning onto it i'm 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 for trying to forget about what i think it means i'm not trying to put my personal meaning but i'm trying to study it in the context in which it was written and trying to get an answer as to what this means for me today that's how I approach it. Thank you. And do you have a powerful story of revelation that touched you deeply that you wish to share? Okay, on my journey, I realized that I am, for my life personally, a part of my purpose is being an example. That, that's, that's a revelation that I have had right reading the scriptures i my life is an example to others right so there are certain things that i am doing now or i have found myself being led down this path only to be an example to others looking on my life so i live my life intentionally being this example to persons not trying to put up a pretense. I try to be very direct. I try to be very open with how I do business, with how I treat others. I try not to be one way with some persons and another per another way with other persons. I try to live an open life so everybody can see who I really am. And it has been a part of my life that I am I am an example. I can't escape it. So I would find that some, some of my friends would get away with certain things. And as soon as I try to do that, I, I can't get away because I'm just an example to others. And I'm not even trying to, 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 to be an example, but I've found myself in situations where persons just listen to what I say. Persons are just watching me. Persons are just you know looking at my life. And I'm not, I'm not trying. And sometimes I've even tried to escape 
this this outcome but you know persons always you know look at my life to see you know you know how did you reach here how what are you doing you know what what do you think about this so that is something that has been in my mind and is something i am working intentionally towards now to say that if i am an example what kind of example am i am i an example as a christian am i an example as a businessman am i an example as an employee am i an example as a leader and so on i'm i'm now on that journey to say what kind of example am i and how do i continue to walk in this thank you so if i understood correctly without even intentionally trying to be an example you notice that people pay attention to you notice what you're doing listen to your words and ask you your opinion and what you're doing and your advice and there were situations where your friends are able to do what would be the wrong thing and get away with it but you cannot do that and therefore part of your calling is that you are an example and therefore you're aware of the kind of example you are in whatever role you are in and you try to be the best person you can be and the right role model and example to others is this a correct understanding that is correct aziz that's correct thank you and to ask you something i'm curious about because i know okay this is a bit different and maybe part of your calling is to stay in jamaica but you said it's a difficult and hard place to be and to navigate it is difficult especially if you're being an example and not getting away with things probably <laughs> i don't know you know better but in systems theory they say that often the biggest hindrance and block blockage for a system to thrive is the environment that if you take a system and put it in a better environment it will grow much more and produce much better results and have much bigger impact so why did you choose to continue living in jamaica while with your abilities and with your skills and knowledge and wisdom you could live somewhere where you can have even more impact and where things will be not as difficult that's that's very interesting aziz because i have thought about leaving myself and my wife we have discussed leaving you know i have done research about leaving and we have looked into many different countries you know th that's something that we eventually want to look into you know explore living somewhere else but going back to the first set of points that we were making living that purpose-driven life and not necessarily chasing when i was doing my research about changing my environment i realized that that's not where i was supposed to be and that's not where i'm supposed to be right now because that door would have opened you know i've i've tried to see what would happen if i took certain steps and the door remains closed so i took that as an indication that i am needed here in my country so a part of 
navigating being in such a difficult place. And, you know, I, I don't know if other Jamaicans, a majority of Jamaicans would share my perspective. I know some persons might be comfortable, but I think that a lot of other Jamaicans um, share this, being in a third world country that we are, and in light of COVID as well, how I have navigated being here and dealing with the hardship is changing my perspective on what it is like to live in a country like this. So the, the regular route is to get an education, you know, get a stable job and, you know, start acquiring things that would make your life more comfortable. And a part of doing that is, you know, taking loans, uh, you know, take out a car loan, get a mortgage and so on and start to build life. But I have I've somewhat kind of changed my perspective on that. And I am now thinking, how can I live here, contribute in a positive way, but work internationally, live here, work internationally. And the concept of remote work is something that came to me and I've done a remote job while I was here working for a company in the US. And there are indications that that is a way of how to go about being in a country like the one I'm in, but having your skills used internationally without being there physically. And the medium and the means by which that happens is the internet. It's, it's, very, it's very simple. And, you know, just looking at what is available on the internet and what is possible on the internet now, that is literally the future of how we will do business and work. And it is already happening. How and COVID-19 has expedited that process. So I was looking down the, down the line saying maybe the next decade um, doing internet business would, would be the norm. But, you know, COVID-19 kind of brought that closer to home and it's being done in many other countries normally. But, you know, a lot of the developing countries are just coming to know that, hey, this is how you get out of being stuck using your skills and the talents that have been placed inside of you to, 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 to contribute value to an international community. And that's how I have dealt with it. Thank you. Yes, using your skills to contribute value to an international community using the internet, because especially COVID-19 expedited and made that process be now rather than something evolving in the next decade, whether it's remote work or doing an online business or launching your no-code app and shipping your project and doing your SaaS or anything like that. That is now something that means you can be located anywhere and there is no more the excuse of saying, I live somewhere with less opportunities or where navigating the place is difficult because as long as you have the internet, you are everywhere and nowhere at once and your mm -hmm. opportunities are limitless. Is this correct? That's correct, Aziz. That's definitely correct. So in many ways, internet is NZT. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> okay, to end, and this could go on for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I wish for you, if you had any additional pieces of advice or one thing that you didn't speak about, but you feel that maybe it could touch someone's heart at any level that is listening right now, please share that and add, if people want to communicate with you, discuss more and learn more about what you're doing, what is the best place or two or three to connect with you? Okay, so I will just give one of my greatest drivers or the thing that caused me to be purpose-filled or go after being purpose-filled is I, I always think of what this life is about. You know, what, what is this really about? After my entire life, what will I look back on to say, you know, I have lived a life that was filled with purpose? And just thinking that way every day, I get up going after what is meaningful instead of what tries to enrich me physically, you know, what tries to get money in the bank. But I'm trying to always look at the long term, an entire life of purpose, right? And it's very, it's very needful to focus on the physical and get what needs to be done, done. That's very needful and it's very necessary. But also looking at the long term, what, why am I here? What am I about? Who am I? Those questions, when I think of that, it always motivates me in a direction of being purpose-filled and called by God. Uh, if, if persons want to reach out to me, I, um, I'm on Twitter, um, stepocampbell underscore S-T-E-P-O-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L -L underscore. That's my user name. I'm on LinkedIn as Stephen Campbell as well. You can reach out to me there, uh, a professional platform. Uh, that, those are the main ways you can get through to me. But, you know, I would encourage persons listening to this to think about themselves, think about their lives and think about why they were created. Thank you. Those are words both filled with wisdom and indicating the direction of wisdom. So it's a great conclusion to this episode. And I know people will value it. And I look forward to doing this again. I wish you a brilliant, purposeful, meaningful day. Thank you very much, Aziz. And th these questions blew me away. I'm so amazed at how you conducted this interview. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Mm -hmm.